Welcome to a special Easter edition of Taz Racing Kennel Talk. We've got the band back together. Matt Reed for tazracing.com.au and Greyhound Insider, Brennan Ryan. Brennan, we've had a short hiatus with Kennel Talk. We've just had a bit of trouble getting our schedules to align. We will be back on a more consistent basis at, at some point, but we couldn't let this cracking Easter meeting in Hobart uh, and the dual code meeting the next day go out go without a bit of uh, love, so to speak. Yes, it, it deserves a, as much, um, you know, talking points as we can offer it. And uh, this is the best format possible. And, yeah, what a great 24 hours it's going to be for the, um, for well, for racing. I mean, we've got a uh, good Friday. I know we've only, over the last couple of years, we've been getting stuck into it. So um, it's good to see that, you know, racing is going to be on. And, yeah, what a good meeting to kick off the hot, um, the festive, the holiday festivities with the Easter series finals there on Thursday as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's great that all three codes are represented on Good Friday these days. The Thoroughbreds uh, started the tradition back in 2019. I mean, the day itself, Good Friday, for a long time, Brennan, it was, a, a, I guess, a day of religion. And if you weren't heavily religious, then I guess you were just waiting for the next day to roll around so that you could eat what you wanted to. And uh, there was a bit of things to watch on the telly, but these days, I mean, we've seen it go the way with racing and sport. It's becoming a lot like other public holidays. And and while some people might prefer to not have to go to the races on, on Easter, um, it's certainly a day that does attract um, big wagering turnover. We've seen that with all codes from previous years. So uh, we're going to start in Hobart on Thursday night, though, with a preview of the Easter finals night. It's one that you'll be live hosting on Taz Racing TV. So uh, we should get some cracking coverage from yourself there as well. Uh, we only managed to have heats for one of the three finals, which I guess is a bit disappointing, but we won't dwell on the negatives and we will start, um, I guess, on a quick recap from yourself on the Easter plate heats, which were held in Hobart on the 7th of April. Yeah, there were four heats of that over the 461 and, um, look, they were well, well recorded there. I mean, uh, the fastest heat obviously went the way of uh, Bitch I'm well connected to and Just Posh. She went 25 and 77. And yeah, down the other heats, you've got Jordan Titan who won a heat in 26.11. Uh, Windburn Chief and Nick Howard won a heat in 26.03. And the latter to uh, Pops Promise who won a heat in 26.10. So, um, yeah, some not bad uh, form coming out of those four heats and, yeah, it makes up for a good race there uh, this coming Thursday. Well, it's a quaddy leg. It's race six on the program. I'll run through the field. Uh, one ticket to heaven, two Jordan Titan, three Wimburn Chief, four Blazer Express, five Just Maybe, six Just Posh, seven Jewel Titan, eight Pops Promise, and the two reserves are nine Little Blue Man and ten Superior Digby. Look, I'll say it for you. You've got one of the most informed dogs in the state here in Just Posh. Um, she's probably the one to beat. How do you feel about uh, the green box as far as the draw goes? Oh, not much of a concern. Um, it's just a matter of how much he's, you know, really recovered and, you know, pulled up heading into this race. Uh, at the moment, there's a the little things that you, know, you learn about her um, being around her every day. And oh, look, dad's around her more than I am, but you're just seeing her, she's, full of cheek she's happy and, and and the main thing about her is it's her box manners at the moment she's coming out and hitting the lids pretty good so that's what we're relying on so i'm not really concerned that she uh can't handle the draw it's just a matter of what's going to come behind her but 
Um, yeah, she is the class runner of the field. I, you know, I give respect there to Winburn Chief and Ticket to Heaven. They're both consistent dogs, but um, yeah, she is the the class in that field. Running good times as well. I mean, is she a case? I know. Um, speaking, I guess, offline, she's a dog that's always shown you a lot of ability. But with racing and experience, are you really seeing her come into her own now? Oh, over the last seven or eight starts. I mean, early days, she did show a heap of promise. I mean, there's not many grounds that can win heat and final of a race, but she just was a little bit wayward. But And then, you know, in the last eight or so starts, the penny dropped and, yeah, you know, she's hit the ground running and she hasn't looked back and she's strung together a good record. I mean, she's been able to land some good graded races. I mean, she went through the Breeder Series pretty well, but, uh, you know, overall, she's now going to start coming up into strong maturity class races. And, you know, this is one of the testing points that she's going to have to face in her career. So really looking forward to seeing how she handles it on Thursday. As am I. So we'll have six on top for you. Uh, I wouldn't believe you if you said otherwise. What are your other three numbers for the rest of the Uh, top four? uh, I'm going to go six to beat five, one and four. So I'm going to put... Just maybe on top. Look, she's strung together uh, some runner-up placings there. She's due to get a little bit closer. Unfortunately, she's just had to run into just possible things, but she should run a good race. And um, it's just a matter of she's just going to get clear early and and she can run up to her best in these sort of uh, events. And I've got um, Ticket to Heaven in there for second. Look, going really good at the moment. Form's in pretty good shape. Got the inside draw, which is added value. And I've got... Blazer Express in there for four uh, for fourth pick. So I've gone six, one, five, and four for the Easter Plate final. All right. We'll jump back to race three, which I guess is the first of the features on the night. It is the Easter Perth sponsored by O'Driscoll Coaches for the grade six dogs. Field here, one Zelda's Legend, two Semi-Precious, three Telemachus, four you're off, five Aeroplane Harlow, six Tilikum Baloney, seven Count Bingley, eight Wave Blade Reserves, Floria Bridge and Molten Shard. Which way are you leaning in this one, mate? I'm going to go with Count Bing- Bingley on top there for Josh Wright. Look, he's very exposed in his form. He's only got two starts. He cracked his what you call his maiden status in a juvenile at Launceston number 278 on the Tuesday meeting there. And look, just the way he showed that he can handle the wide draw was, which ticks a, a pretty big box. And he's got his kennel mate on the inside, which I'm hoping Telecom Baloney should give him the room to move. So I've got him on top there in the final to beat um, two, five and six. So that's uh Semi, semi precious to beat Aeroplane Harlow and Telecom Baloney. It, look, it's not a very much a, a real in depth sort of field, but yeah, you just got to look on box matters and, and Count Bingley. The only thing with it, it's just a bit suspect if it can run the distance out, but you know, we just got to hope for the you know, hope for a bit of luck for one of these runners to hit the front and then just hold its, hold its margin if it can. All right, seven, two, five, six for you in the Easter Purse. Uh, anyone that knows you, Brennan, knows that you love your Greyhound history. I enjoyed reading a piece from you, which is up on the Taz Racing website uh, now, about the history of the Easter Cup and, and specifically Teddy Medhurst, who's won this race five times in the past. It always produces a quality winner, the Easter Cup. To be frank, it's probably worth a little bit more prize money than it currently is, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, it's being run for the 84th time 
uh, I believe you said, on Thursday night. We do have a good field. One, Winkley Casey. Two, McInerney. Three, Tarleam. Four, Amy Cora. Five, Run Red Run. Six, Green Machine. Seven, Dashing Pippa. And eight, Siberia, who is the reigning champ. Probably looks a, a standout selection as we go through the field for this one, Brennan. Yeah, I'm going to go with McInerney on top. He's shooting for four straight wins and you just can't put a foot wrong at the moment. Um, his kennel mate green machine could upset things, but he's a little, he's not from where he was 12 months ago when he was going through the Hobart thousand where he was really in, at his peak, but he's still in very good form. So I think Blake could easily come away with a kennel Cornella in this race, but I've got, uh, McInerney on top to beat six green machine, seven dashing Pippa, and look for sentimental value. I've got to stick Siberia in the top four. Look, his form's off from where he was when he won this race 12 months ago, but you know, anything can happen in racing, and um, I'm just looking for a miracle. And it'd just be a great thrill to see this dog if he couldn't win it come top three. But um, I think connections would be proud as long as he can um, still come home safe and sound. He's just been an incredible dog to win 18 races from 50 starts. We only have to look at some of the prices that Siberia's bobbed up and won at to say that he's a dog that uh, you'd be pretty silly to write off. So we'll certainly go that way with Siberia. For what's a terrific night of racing there in Hobart and, and for the punters and listeners at home, there's a lot of incentive to get involved with Hobart's program on Thursday night and for other codes for that matter. It's the first round of the Form Plus Easter Tipping Championship where Taz Racing's giving away $20,000 in cash. So round one is on the Hobart program on Thursday night. Head to formplustipping.com.au. And our friends at SEN, I've seen they've been advertising the uh, the SEN Survivor, Brennan. So you've got to tip a dog that will finish in the top two in every race. It's pretty simple. If the dog doesn't, you're out. And if it does, you go on. And if at the end of 10 races you've successfully tipped uh, a dog that's finished in the top two, then you win 3K. So that's sensurvivor.com.au. So free to enter, get involved with both of those. But as mentioned, Brennan, you're making the trip down south for Hobart on Thursday night and, and you'll stick around for at least some of the dual code program. The first time uh, in a very long time, perhaps ever, although I assume there has been at least one in Hobart as far as the, the dual code goes. We've got eight Greyhound races. They kick things off at, at 5.32, plenty of on-track activities for the kids, no feature race as such, mate, but does anything take your fancy as far as the best bet goes? Going with race four, number six, Brindle Burner. Um, you'll see that this Greyhound has switched trainers. It's now with um, Mangalore-based uh, dogman uh, Mick Stringer, and Mick's got him now. And uh, Fascinating to see how he'll run here. Um, drops back to the 340. Did have one go where he finished third, and I think that was at his start last week. So I'd like to throw him into the ring and see how he goes. And I'm going to go and race six, number one there, Winkley Wizard. Um, look, he's been a terrific greyhound for Noel Gibson and Connections. And he, uh, I'd like to see if he can back up his win there coming off his last out performance uh, last Thursday when he won in the 340. So um, he's won eight of 91. And it's not an overall great field that he's going up against. So hopefully he can get the job done. So I like him from the inside there, race six, number one, Wizard. All right, a couple to pay for a few Easter eggs from you at the dual code meeting. This will be the third, Brennan, of, I guess, the, the Devonport grading at, at Hobart or Launceston venues since we exited the Devonport showgrounds a few weeks ago. It's probably fair to say that 
Um, I guess as an industry, we're still feeling out that process. We've seen um, fields have struggled to get up at, at different stages. And I mean, it's no secret, but logistically it creates some huge headaches for for trainers, particularly up north, trying to get down to Hobart and, and I guess the other way, doesn't it? It does. I mean, when you do them in the morning time slots there, that what Devonport normally races in, it's very hard for trainers to come down from the northwest coast. I mean, they're going to leave at nearly four o'clock, you know, between four and five o'clock in the morning to get down there from their bases up in the north. So um, I think there's a lot of logistics and the, the teasing process of it all has got to be so, sorted out. So I reckon over the next month or so, it'll it'll be smoothed out to a point where it, it's acceptable for all trainers if they want to go down there and contest it. So uh, we'll see what comes of it. But at the moment, we're still adapting to how do we judge the form out of it as well. So um, yeah, a lot of um, factors to come out of it. So, but I reckon we'll get a good understanding of what's to you know, really go forward with it as uh, time goes on. Ladbrokes' new bet ticker now available. Watch the exclusive live feed on your Ladbrokes app and see where the big bets land. Get the down low on the download. Ladbrokes! Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, we're in Launceston uh, twice next week. Just ducking back on, on one of the features that we had uh, Brennan, we had a Tazbred Maiden series, which was decided uh, earlier in the week, 11th of April, always lucrative for connections, that one, and another worthy winner in Camrose, a, a minor upset around about the $5 mark. Yeah, you got the job done there for trainer Mick Stringer, and Mick's been a strong uh, associated with this line. He's had it for nearly three or four generations back now, and, and Camrose is from the Chandelier line, and um, Look, clock 30 and 22 and, uh, you know, there was a lot of expectation there and buckle up little to get the job done knowing that it had good early speed there and it was back short um, in in the betting there at about $1.90 and um, Camrose did run well in its heat but it just struggled to see where it could land in the speed early. So, But it got up under the inside pretty well when there was a bit of interference on the corner and, and then he um, showed some good speed and chased home after Buckle Up Avery and then took it on in the home straight and got the job done. And look, uh, this Maiden series, we've had three editions of it so far since its exception in 2018. And um, it's probably not well publicised that the series is on. I mean, six and a half, uh, $6,300 is a lot of money. And I think it's one of the most forgotten series that we've got on the calendar. So I think going forward, it just deserves a bit more... Um, you know, a bit more um, talked up about, you know, we can do it, only can do what we can, you and I, but I think from a marketing point of view and from a club point of view, it needs to get a bit of a drum up because it's just a, you know, a, a good potential series that's just going to waste at the moment. Well, it's a fair point when you compare the prize money to the Easter finals that we have in in Hobart on Thursday night and, and the calibre of dogs that are going around as well. A little bit of a look ahead. I know one series that you are eagerly waiting on is the Inlingworth Classic Heats in Launceston there on Monday night. I guess we'll see a, a lot of dogs heading towards that um, running around in the next few days. Yes, we will. Um there's a few runners that are in the Easter plate, which is uh, just posh is one of them. And a couple of others that are in the, um, in some of the graded races there on Thursday, but uh, you look through it. There's a good little clash there uh, in those heats. You got in the first heat, which is race four, you see Nalan Fencer versus Windburn Ruby in that race. And you feel the six going round. So that'll be a, a clash to watch. Obviously Windburn Ruby has got the class. She's just got to go to the rail and, 
seeing how she's um comes through the runs at being in Victoria. Um, you go into the next heat, which is race five. You got Camrose coming out of the win of the maiden. I think that's probably the one of the most softest maidens. Uh, sorry, the softest heats that you've got there. I think Ticket to Heaven will start a lot shorter than what um, early markets have there. St. Zach returns, so he'll be interesting, drawn out wide in box eight. Uh, and then, oh, what a clash in race six. Um, you couldn't have anticipated even more. Dancer of Flame versus Just Posh. Um, he hasn't run since his last win there. I think that was at Devonport on uh, at Hobart on the Devonport graded meeting on the Tuesday. So um, he'll be no doubt prepared for the assignment. Josh Posh will be a little bit taxed coming out of Hobart on Thursday. So yeah, it'd be interesting how she'll back up. But yeah, really looking forward to that clash, and um, it'd be interesting from a punting perspective how they get involved in that too. Yeah, well, how Just Posh performs on Thursday night might play a bit of a part in, in the betting. Um, at the time of recording, it's Wednesday afternoon about 3.30, but absolute heavyweight clash between two of the real high flyers in Tassie Greyhound Racing at the moment. As we prepare to sign off from this edition of Kennel Talk, Brendan, I touched on it earlier, but you love nothing more than delving into the archives. You've found an absolute beauty of an Easter Cup winner going back to the 80s. Yeah, 1988, well before my time. Uh, look, I, I learned about the history all the time here in Tassie. And look, this one run, I can't I can't not highlight any run she's ever produced. I'm talking about True Vinnie. She won the race, I think it was sponsored by Edmonds back at White City. They're over 522 metres and she won it from box four. Not a bad little field she went up against. She wasn't the greatest away when you watch the replay, but she... Got in good striking range with about 150 to go, took the lead and come away with a win. And it was just one of those several performances she recorded in her career. So, yeah, to finish this off, here's the 1988 Easter Cup final called by the late Gary Sutton. And, and just one of those brilliant performances you could watch and listen to continuously. And away they go. True vintage was slow. And beginning quest was White Gigolo leads on settling down from going up along the inside King Tweed. Then followed by uh, True Vinnie, who was pushed pretty wide, but she starts to unwind a run. Down the back, and the leader, White Gigolo, King Tweed, with True Vinnie after them very quickly now. Then followed further back by Luster Girl as the favourite hit the front. And with 150 to go, True Vintage race clear at King Tweed. Then White Gigolo followed further back by Bookies Rigger and Luster Girl. But the champs home again. And last, True Vintage by six lengths to King Tweed. 